0: The Big Red Couch, a podcast about making role playing games. A group of GMs and players draw ideas from the mystery box and bring their game pictures to you. Hello, gentle listener, and welcome to this episode 170 of The Big Red Couch. Here in the United Kingdom, it is, of course, dark and cold, and statistically speaking, a little bit damp, and even though it is only just gone seven in the evening. I am already in my pyjamas. Meanwhile, on the other side of the world, where the sun is apparently creeping ever closer as I fill time, we have... It's been. It is the most humid it has been
1: here since, I don't know, numbers were invented? Yeah. <laughs> the Paleolithic. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely been less humid. Yeah, Auckland is currently in somebody's armpit who is probably in someone else's armpit at the same time so that's fun
0: armpit inception did i did i introduce myself it's ben (laughs) Mm. i'm I'm not sure whether i introduced myself i'm I'm craig by the way um yes (sighs) yes this is uh
1: this is sweltering and uncomfortable here i mean being in pajamas sounds nice, but unfortunately, being able to with an arm's reach of any piece of cloth currently is uncomfortable. It Doesn't <laughs> tend to make any difference if you aren't. But yes, it's uh, just being in the same
0: room as clothing feels constrictive and hot.
1: Yes, it is uh, wildly unpleasant.
0: So, less about that,
1: and uh, we should we should do our fun capering about the uh, pretense of talking about
0: role playing games. I mean, I can pretend to talk about role-playing. I was planning to actually talk about, about role-playing games this time, but we could pretend whatever works. We can. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so our topic for this comes to us from Taz and reads, Mad Science. Don't try this at home, kids. Same advice. That's a, as a question for the, the, the audience out there. Did anybody else take Don't Try This at Home as more of a personal challenge than I suspect the producers of the TV shows were, were intending? It was always
1: kind of a, 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 a winking prohibition, wasn't it? It doesn't quite <clears throat> carry... as like a, a strict, this is this is bad for you and dangerous.
0: Yeah. Kind of a, we've done our legal duty here, we told them not to do it at home, but it's not on us. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes, very much a... Are you Are you totally going to take this length of pipe and fill it with black powder and so forth? The kind of <laughs> situation. Or maybe, maybe that was, was like... Kids shows in the uh,
0: early eighties and and previous. <laughs> I I mean that's very specific. I don't remember that specific. That, that, I don't remember something quite that specifically destructive. But uh, to... uh, Yes, it's the Blue Peter episode where they made a nail bomb. <coughs> wow. Mm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. So, um, so I had an idea for this one. And also a question Ooh. for the, the audience on the, the idea that I couldn't figure out how to use.
1: Every one of our episodes is a question to the audience, gotta be said.
0: I feel like there's the oppor- opportunity to be really self-deprecating here.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, But we'll cool. leave it hanging, because we are, we are past masters at that, and people can
0: fill on the uh, dot-dot-dots very effectively. Yeah, merely by listening to any of the previous 169 episodes. <laughs> Ooh, yes. I also have a contribution... Muggy and sweet rich, though it might be. Like do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? How 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 would we like to play this one? You're you're the one sitting in a sweat lodge at this point. Yeah. Um I don't mind. Be nimble, though. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. This is me being nimble, apparently. Alright, so mad science, don't try this at home, kids what it brought to my mind was your 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 children's children's and very young teenagers tweenagers, is that a thing? Um uh, sort of TV show about science. is mostly the Don't Try This At Home. And initially I had tried I had tried to come up with something where you've got actual mad scientists doing children's television. Unfortunately you know, where I got to was some sort of bizarre thought-controlled dystopia, where everybody works hard for the 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 good of the the good of the nation, ably assisted possibly by some sort of implant that happens when they hit a certain age. So we've got shades of uh, was it John Christopher the Tripods series mm. with the with yeah, the, the, the
1: cat, except oh, yeah. yeah, except you know rather than everyone being on the sex teleporter, this is more. Uh,
0: scientifically focused. I had forgotten about the bizarre sex teleporters until now. Yeah. Your are welcome. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank, thank you straight to hell for that one, Ben. Um, okay, uh, where was I before we brought up Michael York and his <laughs> sex teleporter? Uh, so, yes, the, the, the idea that I tried to make work and couldn't was the idea of a, a, a controlling dystopian um, setting and... Effectively, the only real source of, of resistance is mad scientists. The, 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 the ones who somehow managed to escape this, who are desperately trying to to broadcast to the only people they can, the children, with effectively, Hey, kids, here's how to revolt against society. I couldn't figure out how to make a game of it. It's a funny idea. Couldn't figure out how to make a game of it. So I went in the other direction. Ah yeah no no I, I i'm just
1: in this particular thing is it it's is the is the dystopian like an anti-science dystopia are we are we dealing with the the we're in the midst of the clownvoy at the moment when as we're recording so is it like oh the a, food
0: trucks clan
1: yeah 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 is it is it like a theocracy of the 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 incredibly credulous or um Ooh. something something different <laughs> I hadn't I hadn't thought of going that extraordinarily topical because we, we are we are seldom topical or relevant to be fair.
0: <laughs> hey we're always relevant for very specific localized versions of versions of the word we are relevant as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Ultra relevant. Know the bar far enough anyone can clear it including us. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I <laughs> I I hadn't thought about that one. I I was kind of imagining, you you sort of your uh, your equilibrium or or something like that, where the you know, society has been really cranked down, and it, it's it's very much your your grey your grey suit. Everybody takes their mood stabilizer pills or whatever, and yeah, you know, those people who might have tried to resist it, the heroes and everything, basically all failed. The only ones left are the former bad guys i think there is a game about this necessary evil rings a bell
1: it's more of a like four color superhero kind of thing rather than like a uh, a chipper bbc educational program but yeah
0: mm. so but i i hadn't i hadn't thought about the um the the sort of the anti-science anti-science approach that's an interesting one it's uh rose sort of fallen angels isn't it yep uh, was it Niven Pornell and Mike Flynn? Maybe.
1: Yeah, it's a bit. That that was that was the other fanfic, but the other way around. You know, legitimate uh, established authors write peans to the fan community, which is not a take you see often. So, um, it was a bit weird. I only read the once. That was a long time ago, but it was basically. Not sure if it was religious theocracy or is like just a very like we we must not we must go no further kind of. They might have been like, ooh, like eco-fascists almost or something.
0: E- Government. It was, yeah. Basically, environmentalists are bad and will destroy us all. Uh, but well written, one sort of gets the idea that parts of the plot were written by sort of. Um, no, finding finding various crystal amulets and just waving waving them at Jerry Purnell and just getting him to rant. That was the vibe I got.
1: Yeah, it was less that they were environmentalists and more that they were anti any sort of progress. You can, like, figure out mm. an environmental way to progress things, but... Yes, and they had stranded some astronauts who were the, um, the obvious, the avatars of that sort of sinful progress, and they... Uh, eventually returned to earth and I assisted ably by a bunch of, um, science fiction convention goers. So, yeah,
0: hmm. eh. underground uh, hunted by the authority science fiction convention goers. Yes. Which is, yeah,
1: that's a, that's a wild, um, extrapolation of, of things to be sure. But, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. That. That's uh, that's probably an exercise left to the, uh, le- left to the listener though. It is imagining a coherent, functional organisation of any size, including the one that's currently on the the, uh, lawn in front of the uh, New Zealand uh, Parliament buildings, with those sorts of very mixed and very cobbled-together ideologies, with, you know, healthy sprinkling of Nazis. Um, Yeah, it's uh, hard to comprehend...
0: I suspect you might have to go with and it was aliens who did it um, just (laughs) to make it just to make it work um, without wishing to weigh in on the demerits or lack thereof of the this the the protest that that Ben has mentioned because I have been following the news because it's darkly hilarious. It's it's a mix of anti-vaccine anti-vaccine mandate miscellaneous other things clustered around that and the notion as i understand it was two convoys starting at opposite ends of the country that would meet in wellington which is conveniently located roughly in the middle of the country and where parliament lives unfortunately the ones coming up the south island and that word island is important here (laughs) did not plan sufficiently far in advance to realize that one, in order to bring a, take a vehicle across the, a body of water between the two islands of New Zealand, one needs to take a ferry, and one needs to be able to demonstrate that one's had the necessary vaccines before they'll let you on the ferry. They figured this out at the ferry terminal.
1: Yeah, there's certainly... Uh, they're, they're facing some organisational challenges. Also, there are at least two groups attempting to steer it. They are both accusing one another of being fronts for the cia and or the government they are nominally against the mandates which uh, about the uh, uh, regarding covid 19 which they are all flouting with impunity (laughs) so one's got to worry you know and and, you know they're saying oh this is this is a totalitarian fascist state We, we we've been told to do things and we're not doing them it's like okay you're you're really not not getting the whole picture here clearly and also they they say oh no we're right we're, we're only against the mandates but it's also um anti you know they're, and they're against the vaccine they're you know they're saying there was a whole, there was a thing with a, a reporter being told by a woman holding a sign that says that was it love is the cure that that she was going to be executed um yeah it's just sort of general melange of these people are pissed off about something they've identified the people they think are responsible. And that is their only common cause. And yes, we've, there's all sorts of, you know, randomly harassing passers-by and spraying swastikas on things. And it's like, there is no, there is no even a hint of a of a, an actual goal. So the authorities are trying to deal with them the same way that they would a protest with a point. It's not working as well as it might because it doesn't have one. It, you know, And, you know, the civil disobedience and protest have uh, are good, effective organization strategies to draw media attention to a cause, a, you know, something that makes, you know, the needs that the public should be aware of. But all they're drawing attention to is how disorganized they are and how somebody may have scammed a bunch of them out of a lot of money and how they, you know, yeah, just that's all that's drawing attention to. So uh, I'm not sure what's going on. And it seems very pointless, and we're just getting that Omicron ra- rampant uptick at the moment. So, yeah, this is all going to end in tragedy, one suspects.
0: Yeah, it's... <sighs> yes, I, I have no particularly coherent summing up to say, you know, other than I was quite, I, I've been quite amused by the news reports of the the battle between the protesters and the people who would actually just quite like them to leave, with the them basically turning the sprinklers on to try to make the lawn that they are camped on too soggy and too unpleasant to stay at, and the response being small amounts of drainage construction and civil engineering by putting road cones over the top of the sprinklers and then carving trenches to let the water out. It's genuinely quite impressive yeah it, it
1: hasn't stopped wellington being wellington and raining on them but you know
0: oh, there is that i and, and this being wellington there's a fighting chance there's going to be some sort of horrendous amount of wind gust activity because it's yeah, wellington a, the city that exists to destroy yeah.
1: umbrellas <laughs> yes it has a particular vendetta against you know those sorts of things so well okay we us turn into um craig and ben's uh concern about their fellow person hot minute so we should probably get back to the fun stuff so so drag it back to the fun stuff what was the
0: idea that you had that would be more gamifiable so the more gamifiable version of it it, it keeps some of the sorts of things but i am imagining that the players are the the presenters and indeed crew of a tv show or depend yeah if it was my childhood it would be a tv show now it's probably something on youtube tiktok some mm-hmm. sort of streaming service in any ca- case and this is in in very much a a pulpy sort of world i keep imagining it as being kind of the atomic robo role playing game sort of world mm-hmm. but maybe with with a little bit of the yeah the knob turned down a little bit in certain areas because I am imagining a show in which, you know, every episode, every week, whatever, this crew is going and and spending time and in interviewing somebody in the 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 science, yeah, you know, the science or at least interesting, vaguely STEM adjacent stuff uh, field. So, yeah, you know, here are some people at the Large Hadron Collider. Here are some people on an archaeological dig. And because this is a somewhat pulpy four-color world, you know, here we've managed to get an exclusive um, interview with Victor Von Doom or one of the similar sort of known bad guy but does technical stuff and, frankly, needs the publicity.
1: Maybe it's a world where the fictional fighting, well, the, the secret fighting personas and the public faces are weirdly legitimately separate maybe victor Ooh. von doom and dr dr doom uh, uh appear to be different people though you know it's literally just glasses on glasses off
0: <laughs> ah so basically the superman effect yeah yeah okay yeah that that kind of thing and some of these will be entirely you know if we're going with the the atomic roboverse, well getting in a get yeah, sort of Spending some time interviewing Atomic Robo, you're literally interviewing an atomic-powered robot. It's pretty clear who this is. But yeah, some of of the other ones. Maybe not. And of course, this being a role-playing game, and I'm imagining this is... It's not quite kids on bikes, but it's sort of plucky teenagers getting into trouble, because of course things are going to go wrong. Of course, the week that they've arranged to visit the Large Hadron Collider is the time when something goes wrong and it opens up a portal to the vampire dimension. Of course mm. their visit to this uh, archaeological gig, dig will involve somebody breaking open a seal and the the armies of the dead rising, because that's just what's going to happen.
1: So it's Scooby-Doo, but they
0: have a producer, basically. Okay, when you put it like that, it sounds terrible, but I'm still running with it. Yes, it's, it's Scooby-Doo, but they're also the film crew right okay and that can
1: make sense you could you could have the the hapless um cowards being the people who actually have to focus the cameras on the terrible mind-bending uh events and the um the the, the chirpy personalities um who are consistently facing other way and making sure their their hair looks good in the shot you could have like the sort of the, those different those different personalities in that kind of vein but yeah no i can see it especially since it could literally be like a guest monster of the week kind of setup and you know tongue firmly in cheek do mm. cameos of famous characters but have them sort of like knockoffs in the style of venture brothers or something similar the the, the big two comics th- 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 things and many other like independent creators have been do that for decades so yeah no no reason why you can't do it in your um your home game so yeah no, i get it yeah, that sounds that's inter- interesting that the progr- i anticipate the regression would be developing the character's relationships and dealing with the various possible lasting traumas of doing this job as opposed to defeating anybody but you know if they if they happen to you know um, make off with the 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 isotope that that uh, Herr doom needs to um, you know just dis- destroy the world next week all the better so Saves everyone a bit. it. Saves the 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 uh, heroes, heavy scare quotes, a bit of effort. But yeah, but I think that I personally would pitch it as being as the the crew surviving and rather than leveling up, just was basically becoming more. Uh, you know, living their 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 story.
0: Yeah, that's I, as you say, tongue firmly in cheek. It's a bit silly. It's a bit pulpy. I. I could see you using any number of systems for it, depending on how you wanted to do it. You could use potentially something like inspectors with that very hmm. that very yeah. collaborative sort of thing. Plus, it already has the and we're doing a pieced camera mechanic, which is fun. Hmm. You, you yeah. The
1: effectively the you could be playing the behind the scenes film crew or the lens as This as these folks. Uh, is it like a second film crew taking like B or C role, or you know While you're still like the players are still portraying the characters, the perspective, bespe- their perspective is something that could move around and effectively like stumble into the um the huge auditorium while um, the the villain is berating his minions to get a bit of backstory. That is, you so you have a bit of dramatic irony while the uh, the 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 main characters are stumbling around, going about to discover something. So you could actually pull it back quite a bit. Mm, Nice. This is the this is me having read Flotsam and preparing to run a game, and that sort of that sort of shared GMless system. So that would that would appeal. uh, That would appeal. Um, Or you could just run it as a straight: there is a mystery. I am the GM. Tell me how you figure out the mystery. Version of things. You could
0: run it. I mean, for for those of us who haven't read Flotsam. What's the gist with Flotsam? Asking for the audience, of course. I am, provided there are no follow-up questions. I am totally familiar with Flotsam. <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah. Flotsam,
1: adrift among the stars, is a gemless, diceless, apocalypse world esque game about a underclass of of people living in space. Typically, at some sort of space station or, or facility where they are,
0: it,
1: it it's an everyday people beset by problems. They you know, if if you um, okay. imagine the like the, the the folks in down below in Babylon Five or you know uh, regular everyday Belters in the Expanse or something like that. Folks, the, these folks aren't the heroes of the bigger picture story, but they are obliged to be. To, to behave heroically in the circumstances they find themselves in. And it's a lot about playing a group of primary characters of different different playbooks and also playing the situations, the things that are actually threatening to, uh, you know, to make life harder when it is already pretty hard. So, yeah, it's not quite at that level, um, but the idea that uh, you could set things up, like taking from inspectors the idea of, like, the doing the, the confessional piece to camera, but actually have it, to to retune that as having it's it's a, it's you know it's a, it's a it's a popular famous show. Um, there are is there, there are somebody doing a behind the scenes thing. So the perspective is of somebody wandering around, taking B roll footage of the camera and the sound man complaining one other about the um about the, the 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 presenters or something like that. I think that could be an interesting perspective on it.
0: Cool. I, I have nothing to add to that, um, and Flotsam does sound okay. uh, interesting. Um, yeah. So yes, that, that was that was that was my pitch. H- how about you? Actually, very similar. I think
1: it's because we've got same sort of things being conjured up by it. Different perspective though. Again, uh, so retro futuristic science driven society. You know, this is this is a world where there is uranium in every chemistry set. You know, and, and there's the theory is like public health thing to tell you that, you know, radiation makes your bones strong, stuff like that. <laughs> um, and maybe it does, because it is, this is science. Oh, it's got an exclamation mark? Cool. Okay. Yes, yes. Like, in the in the, in the manner of the GURPS, atomic horror thing, there is a separate school with science with an exclamation mark. Which is nice. all science, but big. Um, and unlikely. And... The society is being propelled forward a bit, like like the the, the version of the fifties that Fallout has, by like relentless innovation and there's there's staving off sort of calamities by coming up with new and more extravagant uses of technology and trying to fix the problems that the previous solutions have caused. It's very much the <laughs> it's, it's it's very much the oh global warming is a thing oh, so no problem we'll put up a solar a solar mirror to deflect some of the, the the sun's radiation oh reduced solar pressure is is causing the earth to spiral into the sun okay we'll strap giant rockets to the air <laughs> sort of sort of thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so there's all there is like a constant there's a constant barrage of educational sort of effectively propaganda but highly informative propaganda that sort of gives if anyone has this this let's not call it mad science we'll call it um something like parallelia problem solving obsession or something, compulsion something like that that you know that, that these that there are folks out there that that certain just just have this this certain personality that means that they can't help but solve problems and just this information is being you know, going out in all sorts of public broadcasting, um, those 1950s things like that, that, that brilliant 19, 1950s thing about that explains car differentials and how cars just fundamentally wouldn't work properly or, or they'd be just terrible to drive. If this thing hadn't existed. And it's, you know, and they want, you know, once they start, it's, it's just not part of cars. There's no, it, it's, but it's extremely clever sort of solution to an issue, but getting increasingly more, this science, communication stuff is getting increasingly more complicated but there are people out there who are keeping up with it and sort of like building doing their own thing don't do this at home kids and the the kids are totally doing this at home so you've got a society which has an atomic boy scout on every corner kind of thing and (coughs) you're the the players are a team of people trying to identify go out and recruit and more quite uh, more often than not hostage negotiate with these folks, because the thing is that, you know, they're not just problem solvers, they can identify problems. And the more they hear about what's going on in the world, the l- the less happy, the less content they possibly be. Because these, the, these solutions are making more problems. And it's kind of pointing at, you know, the problems are bad, the causes are good kind of thing. It's like, oh no, we have homeless people. It's like, right, that's bad, right? Yes, yes. It was, it, it's been caused by like rampant increases in house prices oh but those are good don't don't worry about those we'll solve the problem we won't solve the cause of the problem <laughs> mm. so they are both they being you know they're being driven more and more into a, a, a frenzy by the fact that the they can perceive at least some of the issues that society is facing but also that the the, the way that they are being driven to address it is by making the problems worse basically Trying to find like, okay. a technocratic a technocratic solution for every problem rather than actually addressing the causes so much, and yeah, it's savant of the week trying to figure out what you know how to deal with these the that the new one that you know the new light that's gone on the map is like okay we've got to go find the what's causing you know tachyon radiation in this neighbourhood and figure out why the you know, the clocks all rain backwards, but okay. The, the overarching arc is that these these sort of intervention agents are also fir- starting to figure out through their exposure to these folks, there is something much worse going on, that there, the entire the entire sort of self reinforcing cycle is broken.
0: Can you elaborate on that a bit? Specifically, what the the, the self reinforcing cycle? Well. That's the
1: idea, That's the, some of the that the society is driving people to find and priming people to find technical solutions for the problems by bolting on another layer of, tech, of,
0: of problems. Gotcha. They, they are drowning in code cruft, basically.
1: Uh, to a degree, but yeah, the, the way that every, every, all of the, the resources are a lot, not, it's like, oh, we could we could we could genetically engineer a microbe to eat the plastic in the oceans. Like, should we stop putting plastic in the oceans? No, no, it's far too late for that what <laughs> hmm. yeah that it's that sort of thing it's like okay well we'll and it's 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 you know it goes back to like oh we've accident we've accidentally brought rats to new zealand when 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 the settlers arrived that's terrible let's import a bunch of savage bloodthirsty uh mammals to uh to eat the rats i'm sure they won't get out of control
0: and destroy all the native wildlife yeah. if it helps listen Imagine Morgan Freeman saying, but they did get out of control and they did eat the native wildlife. And how? Uh, yeah. So it's a bit
1: mm. like us. Um,
0: it's okay. a bit. Yeah.
1: The outcome is a bit somber, but yes, the idea that um, you're trying to help these people deal with the way that they are being sort of compelled by the society while
0: hopefully figuring out that that might be the problem. Interesting. So it's it's yeah, as you said, it's going to start off as savant of the week, um, atomic boy scout of the week, and mm. slowly become something bigger and scarier. For context,
1: the atomic uh, boy scout was a person who built their own reactor out of americium out of oh out of um, uh, smoke, smoke detectors. Detet- yeah, 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 and just built a pile. In their shed, it was very radioactive. <laughs> they had to take the shed away and a lot of the soil around it.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a reason they only have tiny amounts of it in the.
1: Yeah, apparently it was not bad.
0: Like, well, it was a functional pile, but it's like, mm, yeah. There's a yeah. reason they call it a pile. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Any any thoughts as to system? um not specifically for this one it
1: would depend on how you it probably wouldn't be like a kill or take pie kind of system but anything where you could have like a range of skills and specializations and maybe some of them do end up with like officer involved shooting cough cough cough, (coughs) tragic outcomes but bullet involved collision with
0: spleen suspect fell down an elevator shaft Onto some bullets.
1: So there there might, it depends on how gritty you want to go, but yes, it could effectively be, it could actually be, legitimately, people think that they are mental health service first responders or very proactive education slash recruitment people, but to some degree, they're all aware that this is all part of the game. It could almost play out like a, like, sort of like a recruitment um, for, like a professional sports, or you know, and, and in the US, the college sports circuit, where these are these are very valuable people with very valuable skills and talents, and uh, people recognise the value of the uh, the value rather than the person quite a lot. So it could be it could be a bit of a uh, a tightrope on that side as well. But yeah, the idea mm-hmm. that you're eventually work, you're working out that oh yes, we're making the problem much worse. Can we work with the people? to resolve it would be intriguing actually turn the um rather than building more layers of fuse and uh and and timers maybe we we'd start diffusing the bomb bit by bit
0: (laughs) Mm. bits of this bits of this put me in mind of uh, it was a web comic called i think a miracle of science yes actually that was yeah that wasn't that was more
1: of a attempt that was more of a um like a police a police procedural version of that
0: yeah it it had sort of being a mad scientist as a a noted and treatable psychiatric condition
1: because
0: mm. i do remember a character in it at one point making making the comment that you know once as a recovering mad scientist there's always that worry that one day you're going to wake up having gone off your um, meds and you're surrounded by a half-built time machine with carefully written plans for going back to the 40s and pantsing Hitler. Hmm. So there was that one. Um, Also, the the movie, Disney movie Tomorrowland had a certain amount of the are we actually making this problem worse kind of going on. And, And I would... Aim at less of being like a,
1: a driven by ideas of a, 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 like a luddite ideal, which is interesting because recently I've you know been reading about folks determining that that you know the, the, the followers of Ned Ludd and so forth, the, the the wreckers and people destroying machines didn't weren't scared of technology. They were rightly concerned that the people with all of the money were make, were using the technology to destroy their lives and communities. And it's less of a technophobia than a, uh, the way it's been couched for a long time. It's more of a um, a consciousness about oh, just because the, the the new faster, more efficient thing exists, it doesn't give you the it doesn't give the, like the innate right to just shatter everything that's gone before it. So yeah, so, but, so it's not a not an anti, it's not against the progression of science. It's against the uh, use of science to just attempt feverishly to just paper over all of the um the previous problems without actually addressing them
0: Hmm. compensate for all yeah all of the problems yeah all of society's ills and and everything without necessarily ever recognizing what they are yeah Hmm. or you know stopping (laughs) indeed oh. oh
1: look we've made a a thing that looks like a weird power pylon that actually a tree because it captures carbon it's like oh it captures enough carbon for a hundred trees i'm like a where's all that carbon coming from b why not plant a hundred trees because <laughs> uh trees are pretty cheap actually <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah and cool and nice, speaking. pretty cheap yeah yeah pretty <laughs> speaking
1: not. yeah it's like I, I, can, I can see how this is a new patentable technology you might be able to make money off, but we have trees. <laughs> trees are good. <clears throat> I like trees. don't think it's a particularly hot take, but yeah. Hmm. So yeah, that's my um, slice of, uh, I don't know, heat-addled um, dystopianism. <laughs> heat added dystopian madness, yeah.
0: All right. I think mean, that was pretty cool. Shall, shall I read John's one? Let's welcome him back. And dead. So yes, John writes. So I'm basing this idea off the Tumblr thread Earth scientists are all Doc Browns. There'll be a link in the show notes. Humanity is not the fastest, strongest, smartest species in the galaxy, but in many ways they're second best. The second best in a lot of things, to the point where they're first in terms of superiority of other species. If it wasn't for the fact that to other species the one area that humans are not second best is Impulse control. Oh lordy, not by a long shot. Give a human an innocuous item, and they either fashioned it into a weapon, a toy, or something else entirely. But not what it was before they got hold of it. To most species, Earth's scientific establishment is nothing but a collection of mad scientists and Doc Browns. But I repeat myself. To many, humans are a monkey, pushing a button, hoping for a treat or an explosion. But I repeat myself again. Yes. They are the same thing, really. <laughs> and, so no,
1: the players don't play as humans. They play as aliens, overseeing them as they run rampant through the Academy of Science and touch everything, including things that ought not to be touchable. Many missing digits result, but the medtech can grow them back. The human nannies watch over their charges and keep them safe, while hoping that humans will produce something usable and not another Red Bull launcher. The last one put a hole in the ceiling as it hit at Mac 5. This could be a GM-less game using something like Fiasco for the rule set, or GM through a more storytelling system, as the players try and keep their professor neutrons and dexter and dexters from wreaking havoc both physically and scientifically. The last time we gave them a warp core they turned into an instant brewing machine that that made alcohol before you put in the
0: ingredients. What do you think, sirs? I mean I'm wondering if you could make a coffee machine version of that warp core thing. <laughs> Hypothetically. Retro coffee, indeed. Because that then gives you the hilarious thing of having to figure out which specific blend of coffee you need to put into the machine in order to not collapse the space-time uh, continuum again. Yes, I the G- GMless has a certain. I quite like the GMless one, if only because I can see there's the potential if it's a GM'd game for it just. The word
1: you you wish you were reaching for was "dickery," wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. If, if you've got a GM who was a bit of a dick, they'd just be spamming that, and the humans do something annoying and random button all the time. Whereas, it's, if it's it's
1: a subtle balance. I mean, you you can mm. play paranoia as a not huge pain in the ass, but that's the way some some
0: people like it. So it depends. And they are always the ones, in my fairly limited experience, who are the most keen on getting people to play Paranoia. It is weird like that. Mm, Very much a, yeah, why am I not interested in playing Paranoia? Because of everybody I've ever met who wants me to play Paranoia. Anyway, um, would you do this as Catastrophe of, oh my god. Hmm? Hmm? This is Eureka in space. From my limited understanding,
1: yes, that makes un- that makes sense.
0: Yeah, um, you've got yes, you've got a huge number of um, of, of Doc Browns and, and mad scientists, and the small number of somewhat less insane people, insane for science people, trying to stop them from breaking everything. Or trying to figure out how to fix it when they do. Cool. Hmm. I suspect it would be interesting if you
1: made the... Uh, gave the aliens either a mix of species, so they had, like, wildly different abilities, or at least different departments or... Um, ooh. Uh, inclin- or, like, maybe affiliations. So, that, like, ah, we want this... We would, we'd like this, the humans to figure out this, but you're kind of playing in somewhat opposition to one another and kind of either getting the humans distracted or making having them make something for your uh for your set instead. So it could be it could be a less um murderous form of the uh paranoia thing where you are in conflict and and instead of the inscrutable computer you've got this, this ravening ball of human um inventors.
0: Cause yeah, you could see I I do like that, the different departments, especially if one of the the departments is like janitorial and maintenance, that they just want things to not be broken anymore. But on the other hand, the humans are currently playing with some sort of nano assembly thing that's apparently capable of building an entire building, and that would be really handy. So maybe we just let them run a little bit further. Oh, come on, guys. It'll be fine. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I... uh, I like the notion that, to a certain extent, they're. It could, it could just be me, but I'm getting getting the impression that they're never a hundred percent sure what exactly the humans are up to.
1: That is the other complication, because yeah, maybe they're not just chaos factories. Maybe there is actually a plan, and you know these 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 uh, inscrutable human wildlings are actually planning the the overthrow of these uh, cruel alien dictators But who are just gently trying to shove them away from, you know, putting,
0: like, strangelets in their mouths or something. Hmm. Yes. Oh, don't worry. It's perfectly fine to keep antimatter in a bucket. Really not? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hmm. If it, it, bits of this put me in mind, I'll have to look up the author, but um, I remember reading a few short stories... I think falling, falling under the, the sort of general title of Gallagher Plus, where the protagonist is somebody who is a genius inventor, but only when he's paralytically drunk. And so consequently, the stories are mostly about the non-drunk version of this guy attempting to figure out what on earth he built this time and what it's for. Huh. Hmm. Okay. It's, it's not... Sort of one hundred percent directly related, but it sounds like cleaning up after
1: that person. But yes,
0: a little bit, yes, because yeah, there's sort of things like you know, discovering that they um, you yeah, know, they've they've yeah, they sort of waking up with an a, a monumental hangover, discovering that every yeah, sort of every time they try to drink anything, the container just disappears out of their um, hand, and also there's this. Six-foot-high pyramid with eyes sitting in the in the lounge that very slowly blinks at them occasionally, and trying to figure out what on earth they did this time and how it is in any way fixable. Yes, yeah, that's. I I am liking GMless. I can see how yeah, provided the GM didn't go completely power mad or or get in touch with their inner dickishness, that could work. But the the the, the GMless one does appeal. Hmm, it does
1: seem like a squabbly sort of game. But yeah,
0: uh, it can be interesting. Mm. And fiasco. yeah, if I remember correctly, fiasco is the one where at some point you've got the tilt and just everything changes.
1: Yes, and is yeah
0: highly yeah, imp- so. highly improved. Hmm, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that could work. All right. Yeah, thank you very much, John. That's that. That is a fun one. And welcome back. And has inadvertently reminded me of. Hmm, has reminded me of short stories I read as a teenager. So woohoo. All right. And so that, that's it for the, the sort of the content of the show, really. <clears throat> Unless there was anything else, Ben? Um, no, I am starting to pass out. So let's get everyone <laughs> done with Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Let's 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 allow Ben to melt back into the, the substrate. So now it comes to the bit. I know that very few have of you have actually been waiting for, but I don't care where we announce the topic for the next episode. This one actually came in as a dead heat, so it is going to be the topic for the next two episodes. And mm-hmm. so, episode 171, the topic comes to us from John and reads, It's a Mad Max Utopia! And, as discussed,
1: I think, last week, we have, for episode 172, An Unusual Amount
0: of Elvis from Alex. It's taking everything I've got not to make some sort of Elvis-related noise right now.
1: Yep, you, you keep that up. Don't, uh, I will will uh, or anything.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Note, listeners, that was Ben, not me. I'm still in the clear. I'm still a good person. I didn't so, inflect it in any way. It's not a, you need to do the inflection.
1: That is, like, rule one of, like, Elvis school, I assume. That's a brilliant phrase. Well, I think rule one's probably you don't talk about Elvis school, but yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean that's just standard for for any school. Uh so with 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 that taken care of, uh we, we will not be announcing poll stuff because it's gonna be a while before it's relevant. And so, thank you for listening, listener. Uh thank you in particular to Ben for risking death by dissolution to um to, to, to record.
1: I have drunk a shocking amount of water just during the time we've been recording. <laughs>
0: Yep, that seems like a good plan. Uh, enjoy the large amount of peeing you'll be doing later on, I guess? Um, I'm not really sure how to congratulate somebody on that one. Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm busy
1: just trying to evaporate it all off at the moment, so... Ah. Uh, yeah. Well, it is uh, muggy as hell.
0: Okay. Well, in that case, we will put Ben out of our misery and um, say... Thank you, listener, for listening to our episode. We will catch you next time for a Mad Max Utopia. And it's a good night from me, Craig, in actually nicely chilled um, England. All of my hate. All of my very soggy, soggy hate.
1: (laughs) Let it flow through you. It's cooling. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (sighs) It's a good day from Ben here in... Suddenly tropical Auckland.
0: Bye. Good night. Want to hear more of our shenanigans?